Hi everyone, my name is Dina and you're listening to Slavsvite, a podcast about Slavic languages. As mentioned in the previous episode, this is going to be the last out of three episodes on reduplication in Slavic languages. And if you still haven't checked out the first two, make sure you do. Now, before actually beginning, I would like to remind you that Slavsvite is a self-funded project and everything that you hear, see, read, everything right to the detail is done by me. Therefore, I would appreciate any kind of support. You can donate at www.buymeacoffee.com slash Slavsvite. Thank you. Recording of this episode is a little bit different because I'm actually taking a video of this as well and I feel a little bit under the spotlight now, (laughs) probably because I am under an actual spotlight. But if you want to check out the video that came out of this, you can do it on my social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. Yeah, we're gonna see how this is gonna look like. So, back to our topic. This time we are going to be talking about sound reduplication and as you know, sound reduplication is to be noticed, for example, in a child's language from an early age. And there is even a theory saying that words like mama and dada are just a product of a child's babbling that that turned into sound reduplication, which led to these words becoming a part of everyday speech, even in adults. But that aside, sound reduplication is often distributed in onomatopoeic imitation, even in adult speech. Onomatopoeia is when a word is formed by imitating the sound that is associated with what this word names. So, let me demonstrate. In Boston, Serbian, Croatian, onomatopoeia for a car is brm brm. In Russian, it's bb. In Slovene, it's brum brum. So, you kind of get a grip of it. However, sound reduplication is not attested only in onomatopoeia. Some of the patterns witnessed in modern Russian, Bosnian, Serbian, Croatian, and Slovene are actually lexicalized, making it very hard to recognize them at first. Nonetheless, when looking back at the Proto-Indo-European reduplication patterns, same occurrences are to be found in the Slavic languages just mentioned. And to this day, Two main sound reduplication patterns have been reconstructed in Proto-Indo-European. That is, reduplication of a consonant and E and consonant 1, E, consonant 2. Okay, let's look at where those patterns are to be found in modern-day Slavic languages. So, we have a Proto-Indo-European root where which means to bend. And then in Proto-Slavic, we have reduplication of a consonant and e. We, were. In altered Slavonic, we have deverica. And in modern Bosnian Serbian Croatian, in Slovene, we have a word for a squirrel. Veverica or vjeverica. 
Same goes for the second pattern, consonant 1, A, consonant 2. So Proto-Indo-European root krel, to speak, went to the Proto-Slavic gal-gal-a. You see? Gal-gal. In all church Slavonic, we got glagulu, which is speech, word, verb. And then modern Russian has glagul, Bosnian Serbian Croatian glagol, and Slovene glagol, a verb. When taking these examples into account, do take into consideration the fact that the Proto-Slavic and later stages of Common Slavic have alternate the pattern, replacing initial e in the pattern with a or o. So we had krel, speak, in Proto-Indo-European, but then Proto-Slavic had gal-gal. So the alternation is to be seen there. And that is it for this time. Join me on May the 1st when we're going to hear all about what African and Russian literature have in common. A very interesting episode with a very interesting guest is ahead of us. If you want to reach out, you're always more than welcome to write me at slavsvite at gmail.com or simply shoot me a message at any social media platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening to Slavsvite. Until next time.